0: A big thank you to our sponsor, iFixit, who fights for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides. Mercury, Mercury Stardust, she's a beacon of hope in the darkest night. Mercury, Mercury Stardust, she'll teach you. My name is Mercury, and I'm the Trans Handyman. My pronouns are she, her, and I teach compassionate DIY. We're here to help renters, LGBTQIA members, and anyone who's feeling left out in a DIY space. Hey, guys, gals, and non-binary pals! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline. As always, I am joined by the wonderful Maggie Conrad. Hey, everybody. Maggie is my business partner and one of my best friends in the world. And we team up every single week to answer your DIY questions. I do not know these questions going in this week. Mm-hmm. Maggie, do you know the questions going in this week? I did. I picked them just okay. for you. Ooh, Maggie. <laughs> Maggie has her hand in the pot this week. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how many cookies I'm going to get out, but we do get five <laughs> chances uh, to answer questions. And I hope I want to get five cookies. That's what I'm going to go with. Five cookies. Five cookies. <laughs> hope in there, o- um, oatmeal. I love oatmeal cookies. Really? Oatmeal okay. cookies. Um and uh, regular chocolate chips, some of my favorite. Okay, yeah. good noted. We have a wonderful sound engineer. His name is Matthew Allen Hag. You there, Matthew? Yes. What is your favorite kind of cookie, buddy? <laughs> just long pause. There's just so many to think of. <laughs> well, I didn't think this was gonna. <laughs> I didn't think asking you what your favorite kind of cookie was gonna stump you. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: those peanut butter Girl Scout cookies. Ooh, are the
0: best. that was. Uh, you know what, Matthew? Worth the wait. Okay, Maggie, I want you to know I am purposely made you last <laughs> to buy you
1: time. Appreciate you. <laughs>
0: okay, Maggie. So, what's your favorite kind of cookie? Okay,
1: it's a tie okay. between frozen thin mints that are soy-free, Ooh. because I
0: can't eat soy-free. You got to make sure it's soy-free.
1: And, me. like, double, double chocolate chip cookies, but not with, like, the little dinky chocolate chips, but, like, the chocolate chunk cookies. Oh, shit. That's that a are, good. like... Yeah. Chunky and yeah. Those I are, hope those this are best.
0: episode is a double chunky <laughs> chocolate chip cookie. That's what kind That's what I hope this episode is. Okay, everybody, are we ready to buy a chunk out of this cookie? God, I think the metaphor is destroyed. I think I can drop the metaphor. Let's start the questions.
1: Hi, Mercury. My name is Mac. My pronouns are she/her. I live in Florida, and we are in a rent-to-own situation from my partner's family, so we are responsible for all the maintenance. One thing I'm not really sure of is the air conditioning units. We have window AC units, and they are kind of gross, and I don't really know what to do with them other than change the filters. But there seems to be, like, some black stuff inside. Should I be taking this thing apart or moving it? I am in Florida, so there's not really a great time of year to pick to take the units out because they're running all year round. But what kind of maintenance should I be doing on them? Thanks, Mercury. Have a great day.
0: Hey, Mac. Really good question here. First and foremost, I just want you to to know that a lot often the the rent to own is a very tricky situation. Mm-hmm. And rent to own, depending on what your agreement is, and I hope you have this in writing. Often, your rent to home would be they have to maintain it at a mm-hmm. certain level. Mm-hmm. So, like if if this is a concern that. Oh, is it, you know, working properly or is it going to cause future problems or anything mm, like that? Sure. They have to make sure legally, typically, especially if it's upon agreement, that it is maintaining a good, healthy maintenance life. Yeah. Okay. So the reason why I bring it up is because you sometimes can find yourself into hot water in a rent-to-own situation where you are actually technically breaking the agreement mm. by doing the work. That is important. Oh. And sometimes people love to play mind games with people about the situations of rent to own and, and how to, like, okay, now it restarts because this happened. And mm-hmm. and legally, that can somehow be legal if the wording is right. And, is, sure. and if the contract was made by a professional lawyer, sometimes it actually <laughs> does work. Okay. So, all of that being said, I just wanted to put that out there because I think rent to own is a great system. That I prefer, but Mm -hmm. often is misused by people and abused by people. So all that being said, air conditioners, a can of compressed air Mm. is kind of your best friend, Mm -hmm. right? For those who don't know, a can of compressed air is basically what it sounds. It's pressurized air in a can, and then you put a straw into it, basically, Mm -hmm. and then you blow it. And then that just really helps a lot. That, if you do regularly typically solves the problem if you do that on like a couple you know if you have it all summer i mean you're in florida so Mm -hmm. it's probably up all year round right but if you are in you know wisconsin where it's you know like it's up from like maybe may until mm, probably september then you might want to do like twice or something like that right especially when it's like really bad outside you know if you got a bad weather you're gonna do it more often and stuff like that but you got, like, actual, like, black grime and grit in there. Mm-hmm. You could try to put a compressed air and see if that opens up the airflow a little bit more. You might get uh, better working air conditioning, actually, when you <laughs> use a compressed can. But that black stuff could be mold. Mm-hmm. Um, very common, the mold will start growing on things that are plastic. And that very much could be what's happening. So I would take it apart. You can take the casing apart. Typically, from the inside, there'll be, like, one or two screws that are holding it into the wall, depending on if this is a unit that's just, like, resting in the, the, the actual oh, sure. yeah. window or if this is a unit that is in the wall i think this is in the window right yeah yeah they said window yeah you can there's they they still got a cover to it that you can like Mm -hmm. remove pretty safely you might need to take the whole thing out of the window if you do that there's a lot of tutorials online that will show you how to take an air conditioning out of the window Mm -hmm. that will there are a lot of great ones out there that will show you all of it it's so hard to explain over an audio podcast yeah right but you can do all that and then you know, a lot of times it is just like spraying it with, you know, some mold killer mm-hmm. will do it the trick a lot too. Letting it sit, blowing it out better with a can with the lid off. Sometimes, you, if you have like, you, honestly, oh, I know we just said this last podcast and went into it, but I think a steam cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a steam cleaner would be really good. Mercury has. Yeah. Uh i become a, new, a big
1: fan of the steam cleaner. I got to tell you,
0: I, I think I'm going to leave my spouse <clears throat> mouse for the steam cleaner. <laughs> uh, I think it's time. I think the steam cleaner really has swept me off my feet or in other ways have, has really cleaned my butt. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything good. <laughs> Maggie, I couldn't think of anything good. And you know my So just go my with go, butt. My go-to the, the go is to is the butt, butt, Maggie. But. When you're not <laughs> when you're not sure about where the joke is going, just say your butt. Someone <laughs> giggles. All right. <laughs> but that would be that would be my, my thought process, mm-hmm. is that, that would be the road to go. So Mac, I hope that answers your question. Maggie, do you have anything else to put in there? Do you have any? You want to fill the gaps of knowledge <laughs> that I threw out there? I don't think
1: I have anything to add there. Okay. I think the steam cleaner would be good, but yeah, I think like because Florida is so like damp all of the time, yeah. it's just gonna need regular deep cleanings. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's just oh that black stuff is always just gonna keep coming back because it's just very humid there.
0: Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point because that that humidity as moisture in general is Mm -hmm. is where that bacteria and that mold grows and like it feeds it and that could be a a, a pro of the problem typically though when it is on plastic you know like it's so hard to like prevent it from coming back yeah it's better to always like kind of start fresh Mm -hmm. than it is to try to mitigate a problem that's already occurring so getting a new one you know, like down the road make it that something that you might want to invest in when, when the home becomes sure. your home, What wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that would be what my thought process is. Okay? Maggie, what do you think, Maggie? Was that a good Was that a good answer? You get a cookie. <gasps> I got it. Is it, is it oatmeal? <laughs> yeah. Did you give me, oh my God, Maggie got me an oatmeal cookie. <laughs> I want you all to know that Maggie is not, in fact, giving me a fucking oatmeal cookie. And if I don't get one tomorrow, I'm boycotting. Okay. Okay, I want to go on my own strike. Okay? <laughs> Solidarity with the writers, Maggie. And I am going to make sure that you give me my cookies before I I am seen back on camera. I will get cookies. <laughs> I want you all to know I'm 100% player. I go by she her. <laughs> Sorry. I thought that was going to be a cap. Matt. Matt cut me off. Matt. <laughs> I have have never been more insulted on this podcast than my own. Matt's one of my oldest best friends in this world. And he said, I've had enough of your shit and cut me right off. Shut up, woman. I love you, Matt. Okay. I love you, too. Let's play that
2: audio. (laughs) My name's Claire. I go by she, her. And I was wondering if you at all had any advice on how to a kitchen sink faucet i took mine apart to you know make the water flow through much nicer and i took it apart don't know how to put it back together with the new one there's so many different pieces so if you can give me any advice i'd really appreciate that thank you so much mercury stardust i love it when people <laughs> always
0: say my full name like i you know what's mercury you know what now i think you need to start saying because oh wait we didn't say this this is a thing mm. that they don't know i haven't made mm-hmm. a video about this yet my name is a officially mercury stardust mercury Mercury suzanne Suzanne stardust Stardust. um (laughs) i took suzanne as my name because um, my mom's name was suzanne and she passed away uh about a decade ago Mm -hmm. and i just want to pay tribute to her so my name is mercury suzanne stardust so now if you're gonna say my full name you better fucking throw suzanne in there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if I don't next episode, if I don't start hearing Mercury Suzanne Stardust in in the podcast in the podcast questions, I'm not answering. <laughs> I want you to know I have effectively already forgot what the question was. all <laughs> 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 no, that being said, putting I think we're, the, the new faucet. Yeah, putting thing. yeah, you're taking a faucet apart and trying to make it yeah. flow better, mm-hmm. and trying to put it all together. It's really brand specific. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I'm guessing you have. Some type of, like, locking mechanism. Like, you know, it could be, like, it could just be a simply nut and washer system underneath that kind of, like, sandwiches the Mm -hmm. faucet onto the cabinet or onto the kitchen sink. And that system is, is fairly straightforward, right? So this is what you typically have for your faucet. I'm going to kind of walk you through the various parts. And maybe this will, like, make some sense Mm -hmm. audio-wise. Maybe it won't because this is a difficult one to try to explain via audio. But underneath the sink, you will have a shut-off valve. The shut-off valve is separate than the whole assembly system, Mm -hmm. right? That is a fixed position that comes out of that wall, okay? But that shut-off is the first point of connection to the sink. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that was shut off. At this point, you took everything apart so it is shut off, but you connect something called a supply line. The -hmm. supply line are these like tubes that have little threaded nuts Mm -hmm. at the end of them that connect your shut off valve that has where the water comes from to the actual faucet itself. Okay. Make sure those supply lines are connected to it. You know, make sure they're nice and snug. And then, The actual connection, right? You have your sink in place. Mm -hmm. Now, before you actually have connected the supply line to the sink faucet, you should have made sure that the the sink faucet was in place where you want it, right? You might have had some type of plastic, like, gasket to make sure that it was going to be, you know, not preventing it from scratching metal on metal. Sometimes they have those. Sometimes they don't. And then you put the nut underneath there. Hopefully it's a nut. It could be like a plastic piece that like slides on like a disc, but that's underneath the faucet. If you don't have a basin wrench, and a basin wrench is B-A-S-I-N, get one. They always make this a lot easier when you're working mm-hmm. with sinks in general. And then you connect the supply line with, like we were talking about. And then you're you're good to go. If you took the handle off and parts of the spout, that's a little bit different. Like if you had to take the the stem out or the mm-hmm. cartridge out, you got a little bit more to do, right? A stem is gonna be two handles, one for the hot, one for the cold. And a cartridge is gonna typically be the handle that is a single handle. And I don't know, like basically it's reverse order how you took it out, right? You have the set screw, the handle, and then the stem or the cartridge, and all that goes into place. And then you put the cover on, you're good to go, mm-hmm. okay? Did I make sense? Is that good? I now,
1: think that works. And you did a YouTube video with lots of faucet and stuff. Oh, I did. Because that everything that you were talking about, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing you, you know, describe it and kind of put it she all She didn't
0: together. say anything about having um, a hose, a spray hose. Mm, mm. You know, a spray hose is going to add a little bit more of a wrinkle in there. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit different, but not a whole lot different. It's usually just an extra component to, right. to throw in the mix. Um, But if you're having an issue and like if you have an aerator, aerators on the tip of your 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 sink faucet. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes they're, you know, completely separate and you can just twist them off and then put a new one on. Right. Aerators can be like, you know, two bucks at at a hardware store. However, sometimes they're in the faucet like they're built in and they can't be taken out. And if that's the case, sometimes you can take compressed air back to that Mm -hmm. take that compressed air and then blow it up in there and that can actually release all those like calcium grime Mm buildups and that can help make it flow better too you know what else would work what a steamer Oh, fuck. Are you serious? <laughs> I, M- Maggie, why don't we have a steam cleaner at this point? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course yeah, it would. because
1: like Basil was saying, one of the reasons that they're popular is for getting off like lime and calcium buildup.
0: So you're telling, <clears throat> well, my God, I wonder if you could run the steam up into the faucet and if that would loosen up the calcium inside of it. Mm. I don't know if that will actually work. I bet it kind of sounds like a harebrained idea. <laughs> Um, Sounds like something we should try out. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. But although for those who don't know, I'm a I'm a hardcore farm girl. Grew up in the farm, raised on the farm, had a farm family. One hundred percent. If it's stupid enough and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, we're gonna fucking try it. We're gonna break it to try it. You know. Yeah. But all that being said, I believe that that e- the supply. So the aerator will be the first check to do. The supply lines are the second one. Mm -hmm. And then I would have taken off the whole faucet. If you're having an issue with the lack of flow, it's not automatically the faucet. Mm -hmm. It could have been the aerator first. Mm -hmm. And then it could have been the supply line. And then it could have been the whole system itself. And sometimes it's your stem or your cartridge. Those are the kind of... Sometimes it's actually better to just replace the whole fucking faucet sometimes. If you're taking it off... My rule of thumb: If you're you're spending all the time it takes to take it all off, and you're going to need to put it all back together, there's a very good chance this problem won't be solved. Mm -hmm. Right, like that's it does happen a lot with faucets. You could have cleaned it in a whole bunch of different ways. Maybe you soaked it in vinegar. That is a good way to destroy all that calcium inside of it. Mm -hmm. Does not mean it will have solved the problem. Okay, you could have done all that work and then have to take it apart again. Yeah. So my rule of thumb is just replace it as new. Um, if you're able to. But if not, this is a great, you know, great learning experience and part of you for trying, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at us. We're learning and shit.
1: Two cookies for you.
0: Two cookies, both oatmeal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. My name is Sabrina. My pronouns are she, they. And I'm calling because I'm wondering what your suggestions are for us as renters whose minimum 30 year old gas stove is not working. Now, the burners are still fine, but the oven is not good. I set it at 500, 30 minutes of preheating, and it was barely at 300. It's always been wonky. You know, we have sloping floors. It's very old. It's had hot and cold spots. But in the past month, it genuinely is several hundred degrees lower. Our landlord is very unwell in multiple ways, and he will scream and yell at us if we ask for anything to be fixed. Our rent is significantly below market in a banana's housing market. So moving is not on the table as a solution to our stove. We are getting ready to be screamed at. But if there's anything we could do first to check out the oven and see if there's anything we could fix or adjust on our own, that would be great. Thank you so much.
0: You know – Before we started this podcast, I told Maggie that I really liked when the difficult questions were in the middle of the episodes. (laughs) Maggie said, I just want to say, fuck you. Uh, (laughs) Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Sabrina, I want to say right now, you are definitely asking a question that's kind of out of my Mm -hmm. purview. Maggie fucking knew this, Uh too. Maggie fucking (laughs) knew this. And still put it in the goddamn episode. Well, because...
1: you love to talk shit about a shitty landlord. Yeah, I so do.
0: I do. Well, fuck the landlord.
1: The, there you go. Uh, okay, there we go. I got that in
0: there. <laughs> fuck the landlord. But but also, like, here's the thing. I actually never have had... I have my, I think we had a gas store when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But I, I we haven't had a gas store for a long time. I just mm-hmm. moved into a place that had a gas store. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so very ironic that this was a question. But they still have elements. Mm-hmm. They still have an el- element or a burner, they call mm-hmm. them. Inside the oven itself, that probably is the case. Yeah. They're not that hard to remove nine times out of ten. The elements are fairly easy. The thing is, they're very specific to the unit Mm themselves. So you would need to make in the model of that oven and then go to some type of, like, appliance retailer that will actually have that element. Mm -hmm. Every town has some type of supply place that does this. Sometimes they mark it up if you're a residential and not commercial, mm-hmm. you know, person. But it all depends. Uh that would be the route that I would go. You can also sometimes order it directly from the companies, but that would be my route. If you find the make and the model and then look up the actual specific element that you mm-hmm. need, that could be the route that you could do. Typically there are two, three screws inside the oven. Make sure everything's turned off, of course.
1: There should be a gas line behind your, your oven that you can turn off.
0: Yep. And then you can remove the element and then, you know, take video of you doing this, because then when you, when you consult the video, depending on how long it would take to get everything done, you know exactly where and what things ha- mm-hmm. go where. That's important. And then you're, you're kind of good to go. OK, now here's the thing. You shouldn't fucking do this. <laughs> um, You as a renter, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I very rarely say this. I very, very rarely say this. But as a renter, this is one of those things where one this is a real hard one to do. Mm-hmm. This isn't drywall. This isn't a minor electrical repair. This isn't this is something that is generally dangerous well, to work on if yeah. you have not done the work before,
1: especially cuz it's gas. If it's it was an electric stove it would be a little different.
0: If but... it's electric I could probably look the other way. But gas specifically kind of mm-hmm. gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. Yeah. And I would I would really not do it. So, I really wouldn't do it.
1: And one of the things, too, that, that kind of came to my mind was, you know, some of the gas stoves, depending on which one you have. Like, I used to have one that actually lit—the pilot light would lit a fire um oh, yeah. in, in the broiler at the bottom, and then that would heat the oven. And so, you know, depending on what kind that you have, like, my main concern would be, is this leaking gas in any way? Yeah. And so that would be, one that, of the routes that you point. could go— and it depends on your comfort level but i know the fire department will come out and read your gas levels that happened to us once like nick oh really nick did something on the oven and then he realized that he reinstalled it wrong or like he you know it just wasn't on correctly and he was concerned so we called the fire department and they came and they checked it out and you know read it there was a little bit of a gas leak we were, he was able to fix it and then they were able to say like yeah you're good to go yeah so to maybe just double check and have somebody make sure that there is not some kind of gas leak happening currently. 100%.
0: I agree with you tenfold. Because, like, it, it really is—the landlord really should be taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. But this is the problem that we, we talked about last episode, was if you make this space with your tenants as a landlord or as a technician— where now they're afraid to consult yeah. you on Felt things something
1: so serious and
0: like if you okay so let's just say for example last episode that we recorded today someone said oh we dropped our keys down the elevator shaft and the mm-hmm. maintenance technician laughed at us and refused to do it now we talked about why we thought that was bullshit and why the maintenance technician should do that on that episode but my reasoning for all of it was when you are making a space where you are Creating a space where you're telling the tenant that they're asking a question that you don't care about, and you're Mm -hmm. teaching them that you're going to laugh at them, you're teaching them that you're going to ignore their requests or yell at them, they will stop asking you for help. And what are they going to do? Take matters into their own hands Mm -hmm. and make a larger issue, right? Now, here's the thing I support doing what you got to do, right? When we're dealing with gas, it's really something that I, I really would discourage. But but the landlord really should be doing this. This is a really okay. serious issue. It might be an issue that but he has to replace the stove. Yeah. You know? Like, that is, like, genuinely something that could happen from this. And also, like, honestly, as someone who's been in this industry for a hot minute, I really do think that replacing appliances every 10 years yeah. is kind of necessary. I'm minimal. Right. Mm-hmm. I I always say seven years is basically how I feel about everything, you know, because I like to err on the side of caution. And everything you have in there is going to be probably commercial grade, pretty cheap stuff mm-hmm. comparatively. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're going to have a carpet that's going to wear and tear faster. You're going to have paint that's going to chip faster. You're going to have those things mm-hmm. that go wrong faster. Updating it every couple of years to keep it fresh and new and feeling like a home is really important. And I think it goes a long way to having your tenant treating it with respect. Mm -hmm. So, that being said, I think this is something that landlord really should take seriously. Now, if you put a request in and he ignores it, Mm -hmm. in almost every single state in the United States, there are tenant laws that will mandate when it's an emergency. It is an emergency Mm -hmm. when it's your oven, right? You don't know, especially if there's a leak. Yeah. If you find out there's a leak from the fire department, they will have less than twenty four hours yep. to do it, and they, if they don't address the need fast enough, you can take them to court. Mm-hmm. You can take them to court, and a lot of people will take that case for you. Tenant resources is a great way how to find out what your laws in in your state is pretty simple. You want to put in the the county or the state that you're mm-hmm. in, and put in you know like tenant resources and then the state, and then you you typically get laws. Mm-hmm that are in your state that will help you
1: nolo.com is also a really good resource they How do you typically n o l o it will have like tenant resources based on state mm. so it it'll have like a landing page you could search like nolo tenant resources by state it'll have like a by state page and you just click on your your link and it, it kind of breaks everything down for you it's a good resource. We
0: we actually have that in a book, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. we put that in the book. We have a whole chapter devoted on basically how to protect yourself from landlords. So all that being said, that would be where I would leave that. That, yeah. that. that would be what I would say. We kind of talked about how to repair it yourself. But then we also said very strongly you shouldn't do it yourself if you are a tenant. If you're a homeowner mm-hmm. and you have this issue, I would probably still talk to, you know, typically if you have... A stove within a time you have like a warranty, mm-hmm. hopefully. If it's old enough to not have that anymore, you know, it's time to get a new one. But maybe you want to look into having some type mm-hmm. of appliance tech come in. You know, yeah. a, And right, and
1: say. also for people who are homeowners, new doesn't necessarily mean like out of the store brand new. There are used models that are being sold at like consignment style, like appliance. Places, so they take used things they fix up used appliances fix them up and resell them and then they'll come with a warranty on mm-hmm. the work that they did so you can get a used like you know two three four five year old oven still in really good condition and also comes with a warranty that's how we've gotten like a lot of our appliances
0: that's great i love that tip maggie way to go mm-hmm. maggie you get a cookie
1: Oh, yeah, my Yeah, make it get a double chunky <laughs> chocolate
0: chip cookie, everybody. <laughs> let's go for that cookie. Next cookie.
3: Hello. You guys absolutely fucking rock. Or you all fucking rock. Anyway, I don't know if I'm allowed to say fuck. Sorry. Let's start over. You all are really awesome. My name's Kira. they them pronouns. Toilet question. I... Moved into a place about a year ago. It took a couple months for me to realize that the smell in the bathroom didn't have to do with my own personal cleanliness. I keep the toilet pretty clean, but it really smells like urine, and it's pretty gross. And my partner and I took turns blaming each other, and then we realized it wasn't us. There's something up with the toilet. I've reset a toilet before, and I almost wonder, like, is it the wax seal? I don't know, but... Is there anything we can do about this? Sorry for rambling. Y'all are just awesome and your podcast is really great. Thank you for everything you do for the world. Thanks for your help.
0: You know, really quickly, mm-hmm. uh, the question is, can you say the F-bomb on this episode? Yes. And I would say, <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> fuckity fuck fuck! Double fucks and fucky cookies All of our fuck!
1: episodes are labeled explicit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, fuck you sideways <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Uh, okay, anyways, now that that's out of my ca- <laughs> out of my system. Okay, so the, the question here is like a, a pee smell coming from your mm-hmm. toilet. Now, uh, your brain is beautiful. I just want to commend you right away, knowing that the chances are that it is mm-hmm. a wax seal. Mwah, mwah. Just <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Like, you're not, I think you're in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, I would say there's two options. A, there's like a clog forming in one of the gaps of the S mm, the S mm-hmm. curve. I don't think that's the case. I really don't think that's the case. I think it's it could be your wax ring. I think there could be like a urine ring or mm. a urine like problem that's like leaking underneath. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like there could be some stuff that's building up. Yeah. N- not even from YouTube. Like if this is a renter situation, right? That's what they said. Or this is a house. I system. don't remember. I don't remember either. I already forgot. Uh, <laughs> I heard fuck. And then I <laughs> and instant, then you just I clapped. just forgot everything else, basically. <laughs> but if there's like like urine and stuff mm-hmm. build up underneath the, like the rack's ring or by the rack's ring, it's time to go. Hey, rack's ring's got like a lifespan to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? A pretty long lifespan. But here's the thing. if If the toilet was taken off mm. and then it was put back on without putting a new seal on it oh, a new wax sure. ring that's not a good thing the The seal is not going to ever have that same type of it's got to be brand yeah, new it's a wax ring you know it's this little like padding that just like squishes in there mm-hmm. to the flange and then to your the bottom of your toilet and it just keeps everything nice and tight and prevents it from being a problem right i like i like wax rings way more than silicone rings mm-hmm. people will fucking argue with me up and down the hill I think wax rings have been around for fucking 100 goddamn years. Mm-hmm. To me, it don't, if it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. You're wasting <laughs> more money on something that supposedly works better and supposedly keeps cleaner. Dude, it touches shit no matter what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I don't really think it's going to be clean no matter what you fucking do. And mm-hmm. I think it's fucking
2: $3. A wax yeah. ring
0: is $3. The silicone ring is 20 damn dollars. What? Yeah, no, it's way more money. And also as someone who, like, again, foam girl, I nickel and dime this shit, you know? Like, if there's a way for me to get away with, like, putting pennies on a dollar, 100%. If I could use a paper clip and duct tape, I would, you know? Um, but all that being said, I would say that I would be very curious to taking it up off the flange. And I would be very curious what that looks like underneath. Mm-hmm. And I think since you're having this problem worth it mm-hmm. for those who don't know how this one works you want to make sure you turn off all the water and then you disconnect you flush everything mm-hmm. once you just can discon- once you turn off the water uh, the shut off valve you flush everything in the tank you give it a little bit and then you like you want to disconnect the supply line to the toilet mm-hmm. and then you let all the water drain out of the tank. Sometimes you got to like take everything and just dump it to the side. Water's just going to come out. Like <laughs> make sure you get some paper towels or you know you, you bring it somewhere you don't want to. A lot of people will pick up the toilet and put it in the bathtub.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is the,
0: the grossest fucking thing. <laughs> there has been so many Don't times. Don't
1: put your shitter where you clean. I, I, never,
0: I there was one time that I went into this this space where I, uh, one of my um, coworkers was putting in a new toilet, and he picked it up and he put it right in the tub. And I went, what, "What are you doing?" And he was like, "I'm putting it somewhere where it's like safe in there." I was like, "You're the shit. The shit thing. It's touching." It's shit. touching the tub. People take baths. People take baths, Rob. You know? And Rob's response was, Well, we can clean that. Yeah, but it's always like I will know. I will know that you it has been sh- you put shit, shit in the tub, Rob. Like, if someone takes a piss in the goddamn uh, shower, we all get mad about that, right? That's not an acceptable thing to do. Right, right. <laughs> we're not Maggie. Right, I guess we're not pink Maggie. I'm we're in the n- drains right there. Okay, no. We're not peeing in the tub, everybody. <laughs> it's a place to be clean, okay? So I don't recommend putting it in the tub. <laughs> but that is an option some people have taken, okay? I think it is a good option to throw, like, towels and stuff in there and then mm-hmm. uh, put that in there. It's a good way to make sure it's not going to roll. And then replacing the 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 actual ring. Now, there's two different methods here. You either put the ring on the toilet underneath or you put the Mm -hmm. ring on the flange. The correct way is technically you're supposed to put it on the toilet underneath and then Mm -hmm. put that Mm -hmm. on top of the flange. The problem with that is that most people are not strong enough Mm -hmm. to lift the toilet that high and make sure it's connected. You know what I mean? So uh, often people do it in reverse. Mm -hmm. I don't really think it matters too much. I think that making sure it just has a good, nice seal and you're not like you're getting all the wax ring on that curve, mm-hmm. under that curved wrong circle underneath the toilet, that's the most important. You don't want to make sure, you don't want it to be like just off mm-hmm. or, or close to the edge because that can definitely be a, a goddamn problem. Okay? That would be my suggestion. Now, here's the thing. If you replace a wax ring and you clean all around that area, and I, mm-hmm. I would say this is a good place just to bleach the fuck out of that area. <laughs> Once You don't get many chances to clean underneath your toilet. Mm-hmm. Every time you take your toilet off, clean it. Yeah, We always did that Every time you get a toy stuck in the toilet And you gotta remove the toilet Just clean (laughs) it Just clean that area You don't Mm -hmm. get many chances to do that And then I'm gonna tell you one more trick That you are gonna wanna know So you put everything back together Cock around -hmm. around that Cock around it Leave a space in the back Now this is a great debate That has been going on I swear to God Since contractors have existed online Do you cock around the toilet or not?
1: Hmm.
0: Code would suggest in most places in the United States you have to cock around the toilet and keep a gap of about two inches in the back hmm. because if there's a flood and mm-hmm. your toilet overflows, mm-hmm. it needs to have a place where it can seep into the flange and in the drain system, mm-hmm. and that usually is in the back of the toilet. Okay, that is not always the case, and don't, don't come at me when you disagree. <laughs> okay, uh, one of the most controversial things I ever said online. So far, is that you should always cock your toilet, and people lost their fucking really? mind. Yes,
1: <laughs> I didn't realize people cared about but, that be, so
0: much. Because <laughs> a lot of people who are in the industry are afraid. If you if you got like a, a linoleum mm. or something that can pull up, if you don't properly cut the seal when you are removing the oh, toilet, sure. you can rip the tile or rip the linoleum or you know rip the vinyl right up. Mm. and, boy, that's a fucking nightmare when you rip it. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I mean, it's a justifiable thing, but I think in this instance, that would be a route. Mm. If you want to not take it off of the flange, you can just try to clean really nice around that area and then give it a nice, thick bead of caulk. You know what I mean? And do that around the toilet, and that might be all it takes. That might be all it takes to solve this specific problem. It's not leaking. There's just a smell. Right. You know what I mean? And you don't know yet if it's leaking. So maybe just cocking around the toilet is the right route to go. So mm-hmm. I think that would be a good place to start. And if the problem persists, then I think then you do the whole ticket off and replace the ring thing. What do you think, Maggie?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, to me, that would be the only place unless it's, you know, obviously in the toilet itself, which it very clearly was not, you know, according to them. The only other place for
0: it to be happening is underneath. Yeah, that's would be my thought. Well, unless it's coming up from the sink, but I don't think that's the case. Mm-mm. I would be worried if this, if the smell looms around the sink or the tub. Mm. Um, yeah, she didn't mention anything I, about the. Sink. I think that would be a a, a, a concern. The yeah, <laughs> I I think that would be a concern. But that's not. I don't think that's what the case is happening here. Yeah. So. Okay, I think I solved it. Maggie, do I get a cookie?
1: You get a cookie. Matt,
0: you get a cookie. I don't know why, but you get a cookie. <laughs> uh, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got one more question. Let's go. Let's get that cookie.
3: Hi, I'm Rick and Maggie. Uh, my name is Erica, and my pronouns are she, her. I can thank the Instagram algorithm for sending you my way, and I have been absolutely delighted with your account and your content. So to you and the entire crew, you all are great and keep being awesome. So my question is about an apartment I had previously had and a situation that I'm not sure I handled correctly and wanted your thoughts on. So I'm a candle burner. The candle section at TJ Maxx is my happy place. And the apartment I was living in had white walls like so many do. And I ended up with some sub stains on the walls from my candle burning problem. I was Googling how to take care of them and I tried magic erasers, which did not work. I also tried these sponges you can get on Amazon called dry cleaner eraser sponges, which are like this like rubber or plastic material. And they kind of worked, but they mostly made the stains into like a lighter gray, but like larger smudge on the wall. I didn't really have time to paint before i moved out and the unit had like 13 foot high ceilings so it wasn't really like, an option for me to try to paint over them either i did end up getting my security deposit back in full so clearly the property manager didn't think it was an issue but what could i have done differently to remove these stains on my walls i'm also texting you pictures of my cats phantom is the uh, fluffy tortoiseshell and Frendo is the gray and white fluffy boy with a goofy-looking ear. Um, love you. Love this podcast. And thank you so much for taking your time to listen to my call.
0: Bye. Erica, I want you to know I forgot everything you said as soon as I saw the cats.
3: <laughs> Everybody, you ha-
0: I wish you could see these cats. Oh, my God. Well, and I would like to
1: note that when you send cat pictures, you are more likely to get your question yeah, chosen. <laughs>
0: you, if you send cat videos, uh, cat photos... I will lose my shit. It is so likely that you are going to get us to put you on air. But all that being said, these are amazing. I'm going to show the the live stream these cats. They're so cute. Look at those. There's a calico cat that has the orange and black face. Oh, my God. She's so cute. And she's so fluffy. And then there's this beautiful, I swear to God, just like a majestic creature coming out of a fucking like Dr. Seuss <laughs> yeah. novel, a gray and white cat. Okay, now now that we're done with the cat cast, <laughs> Mercury Stardust's cat cast, where we talk about litter and everything about litter or cats not on on walls. Uh, <laughs> call back to the last episode that we did. All that being said, now we're talking about silt, silt, soot, sit, shit, uh, soot. silt, soot, S O O T. Okay, silt. Soot. (laughs) Soot. On Jesus Maggie. Uh, On the wall. On the Mm -hmm. ceiling. On the ceiling? Is that what we're talking about? Or a really high wall? Because 13 high. really high wall. Yeah. Is this wrong? No. I don't think so. Here's the thing. If you're dealing with renters Mm -hmm. and like if you're dealing with a landlord, nine times out of ten, every landlord I've ever met in my entire fucking life won't invest in a new dryer. Won't mm-hmm. invest in a new toilet. Won't invest in a new sink. Won't invest in a fucking garbage disposal. But they will invest in paying Painting a painter. Painting a fucking wall. Yeah, they will just yeah. <laughs> they'll invest in a painter. It'll be the most perfect <laughs> fucking room. No mark on it. Nope. Going to pay someone to fucking paint the goddamn thing all the time. <laughs> all the time. This is, they, they call it a landlord special for a goddamn uh-huh. reason, right? Like, it is very common as a landlord to do that. I don't think this is an... I really don't. I mean, one of the reasons why they, they do do the painting all the time is because they want the next tenant to feel like it's a new space. Right. And that it's taken care of. And there is, like, there is like this smell that happens. Mm-hmm. That people just feel like it's more new. You know, fresh carpet. You get a lot of new carpets a lot of the time Mm -hmm. or shampooed carpet. And then you get, you know, a painting that's almost always kind of in the memo. Like, I will say out of all of the apartments that we've done, out of all of them that we turned over, I I don't know if I ever did one where we didn't have a painter Hmm. come in and do it. Really? Yeah, I don't think there's ever been one job ever, Hmm. ever that we did. What we always did, we, we always remove the outlet and the covers, always threw them away, and mm-hmm. always put new ones on. Sure. Because they're 75 cents, so <laughs> why are you panting over it? You know? Like, why are you panting over it? So, I, I, I think... I, I don't think it's a huge deal. I, I, I don't. I, yeah. I think that you didn't do anything wrong. If you really had wanted to do this and mm-hmm. it really like making it perfect was really important to you and depending on how deep those are you know maybe this was a case of like oh i need to primer this mm-hmm. you know if you said a 13 foot ceilings i don't know if you even had the right equipment to do this mm-hmm. you know what i mean if you had an extension ladder if you can you know stand on an a-frame ladder that's like 10 feet maybe you can mm-hmm. reach it i don't know but if you don't have access to these things it's not it's worth not getting the deposit back in my book. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, and not doing it. We just moved out of the apartment that I lived at for eight years, right? I don't know if we're going to get a deposit back. We're going to totally keep you informed about how mm-hmm. that went mm-hmm. and we'll totally be as transparent as possible about how this process went and all that stuff yeah. as a renter going from one place to another place, all that jazz. But the, the truth of the matter is when we are living in a space there's just lived in things, wear and tears that are going to happen. And one of those wear and tears are marks on the wall, regardless of how that happened. And silt is not the top thing I would worry about. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about crayons, markers, sure. sharpies, those things maybe could make me, me double take. But they would have to be severe enough for me to want to charge someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you know, it all—it it, it, it all matters what it says in the lease. The lease sometimes is really dumb, and will say <laughs> things like, "For every single hole that we, we have to patch, we're gonna make you pay fifty dollars." Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> no, you're not. It's gonna take you twenty five seconds to patch that hole, and you know it. Yeah, you know. You just want to be all grumpy, grump grump about it, you know? <laughs> How about this? You put picture rails in the goddamn thing. And you never have to worry about it again. And you never need to worry about it again. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google picture rails. And also
1: listen A- to past episodes.
0: <laughs> Every single apartment building in the world should have picture rails. Yes. If you're so fucking concerned about holes in the wall, get yourself picture rails and just forget yep. about it, you know? We'll still need to be able to hang a TV, mm-hmm. you know. Well, if you want to hang a TV, you know, you don't necessarily have to. But, like, in the modern day, hanging a TV, like, comes with the status mm-hmm. quo. Yeah. Yeah. All that being said, you can put a request in sometimes to get modifications in your apartment. And if you want to hang a TV, all you got to do typically is ask your landlord. They'll make you fill out, like, some type of, like, request form. Mm-hmm. And then if they approve it and they have it in a record, then they'll, they'll do it for you nice but if they break the tv you gotta buy a new one that's a re- that has Ooh. happened there was one time i was not involved in this one made it very clear okay <laughs> but there was a 74 70, 72 inch tv huge wow. TV. huge i mean this was a massive tv yeah. it took three guys to get on the wall they had a problem where they squeeze a little too hard mm-hmm. and then that's the problem with those you know you maybe you don't drop it but you squeeze too hard. It a little too you much. muscle it too hard. You 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 move it too hard, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden there's this fucking they turn it on and this weird streak was just mm-hmm. across the TV. But if you are asking us to do it, we are you know, like we will make you sign a form. Sure. Saying any damages yeah. were not on us, and that's what happened. Oh, oh I know. That That's rough. I mean, Maggie, that's a huge TV, and those are yeah. fucking expensive. Yeah, you know what I mean. I would have been furious as a, as a tenant. I would have been furious. Oh my god! But anyways, that's the end of that fucking story. <laughs> well, and can I bring it back to the candles
1: yeah. for a second? Go ahead. So I uh, I know that she has a candle obsession. So if she's worried about it, you know, in the next place or moving forward, Ooh. um, they have those candle warmers. That's like a heat lamp and they make them look really nice. So instead of burning your candle, you're using it as like a melt, like you're melting the wax. Still get the um, benefits of like the smell and everything like that. But then you're not having the burning and you're not worrying about the soot. So Mm. it basically turns whatever candle that you have into like a wax melt. Yeah. So I would highly recommend those because I don't like candles because of the burning but I have been seeing them like all over the internet lately, and I am about to go buy a bunch for myself yeah. so I can have some candle warmers and some candles. Yeah, people say <laughs>
0: wax warmer, wax mm-hmm. melter, electricity ones are what people yeah. are really obsessed with. Apparently, but yeah.
1: But if she really loves like the TJ Maxx candle section, you can use whatever candle you would normally get, and just instead of burning it, you melt it. Yeah, a lamp.
0: I love it. I support. 100% support. And
1: no silt involved. No <laughs>
0: silt involved. Uh and that's the last time we're going to say that word on this podcast. <laughs> we have said enough for the entire year, Maggie. We are good to go. Good okay? to go. <laughs> no, that all being said, that was that was good, right? We yeah. answered that? You get a cookie. I got a cookie. Five cookies for Mercury. Five cookies for Mercury. <laughs> yeah. This was a very good um, whose hand is in a cookie jar Mercury, Mercury's <laughs> hand Is in a cookie jar nah, nah, nah. This has been a really stupid podcast everybody I hope you all had a fun time Listening to our shenanigans uh, And smiling and laughing With us until next time, I want to let everyone know that you can also buy my book that is coming out on August 22nd called Safe and Sound, A Renter's Friendly Guide to Home Repair. It's number one on Amazon right now, but I'm encouraging everybody to buy local and go to the wonderful bookstore that bookshop.org. that's called bookshop.org. <laughs> it helps you buy local. And if you are someone who's listening to this and you disagree with us about anything that we said on this episode or any other past episode, you can call us and text us at this number, 608-205-8768. Or if you want to ask us questions and get your answers, you can also call us at the same number, which is (laughs) 608-205-8768. And until next time, remember, you're worth the time it takes. They'll learn a new skill. Bye-bye! The theme song was created by Rhodey Walker. Questions were picked up by our production assistant, Ziggy. A big thank you to our executive producer, Basil. And this podcast was recorded and edited by Matthew Allen Heg. Thank you for listening. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Handyman Hotline, you can listen to an even longer version by supporting us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon, $10 or more, you'll be able to get an extra long 30 to 45-minute section every single week. Isn't that amazing? More of me and Maggie. Wow! So thank you so much for all those who already support us, and you too can support us and listen to more on our Patreon. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us keep the pirate ship alive by supporting our sponsors, the wonderful iFixit. They fight for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides to make your life a little bit easier. So grab your hammer and nails and paint your
1: nails if you want to. You're worth the time it takes to be you. She'll teach you how to fix your house.